Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. <laughs> Best advice ever. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Game Global Podcast. I'm Kieran, and I think you might have heard me say this once or twice before, but this is the show that's here to give you some tips, tools, resources that you can use to smash your dating and your sexual goals. Now, the man that you just heard chuckling in the background is a guy called Mr. Dale Valor. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. And he's here. He's a dating coach, and he's here to speak to me about rejection, effectively, because... Every single man who is listening to my words has known the pain of rejection, either the pain of actually experiencing it or the fear of experiencing it, which has stopped you from doing the thing which would make you either get rejected or get the massive success that you're hoping for. How the heck do we deal with the rejection of approaching women and not having them be interested or trying to kiss them and having them not want to kiss you, (laughs) sending messages, have them ghost your messages? How do we deal with that rejection? So, Mr. Chuckling Dale Valor. Oh, I'm a happy guy. mm, Evidently. (laughs) Evidently, it shows. So, how do you deal with rejection? What does a guy do? How does he get over it? Well, I'll tell you, man, you know, obviously rejection is something that, dude, it's a part of the game, man. It's all a part of it. You're going to get rejected more often than you're not, you know. Um, You know, sometimes you see coaches and, uh, you know, uh, pickup gurus, however, whatever you want to call them, man, and you know, they'll be like, hey, listen, I, you know, I'm 10 out of 10 every time. Like, dude, no, you're not. You know what I mean? Like, they, you're, you're not. You know, th- that's impossible. But dealing with rejection is something that everybody has to go through. And the way that I deal with it is, you know, like, look, man, when you walk up and you approach somebody, you know, they're getting a very finite snapshot into who you are as a person, into what you're about, your interests, your personality. They're getting a very finite snapshot. And so when you're being rejected, they're not necessarily rejecting you as a person. They're rejecting your approach. You know, they're rejecting what it is that they know about you at the given time. And if you don't communicate that well, if you don't, um, for instance, there's all kinds of different times that you could face rejection, right? You could face rejection when you approach. You could face rejection, like you said, when you go for a kiss close. Uh, you could face rejection somewhere in mid-game. You know, so there's all types of places that you can be rejected. But if you're always getting rejected on the approach, what that tells me is, all right, man, we need to work on your approach. You know, that that's something that needs to be worked on and, and something that needs to be honed. And because your approach sucks, if you're getting rejected every single time, you see what I mean? So, yeah, I just deal with it like, look, there's something amiss. I'm going to reverse engineer uh, wherever I'm running into that sticking point and see and try to figure out what I'm doing wrong 
and try to improve on that. You know, so, yeah, man, I, I, I think that that's the best way that I can put it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And something that you're saying without saying, and I don't know if you even realize that you're saying it, but what you are actually saying, and how many times have I said saying in one sentence, is basically <laughs> that you have to disassociate yourself from the actual act of what you're doing, i.e. it's like this. So, for instance, if me and you were running some business and it's like, okay, how many sales did we have today? And it's like, okay, we had five sales. Oh, crap, we actually won in 25. Mm -hmm. If we attach too much pain and misery and like regret and judgment about ourselves as human beings to the concept of not getting enough sales we'll be too scared to do what we would need to do to potentially get more because we'll just be terrified of that failure you know what i mean yeah or even let's say you're just learning basketball if you happen to be learning basketball but for some reason you had a dad who was an absolute prick and if you hit the rim he would like beat the shit out of you with his belt (laughs) you would be so scared yeah you'd be so scared that you'd never get good at basketball because you'd be terrified of like missing whereas if your dad was supportive right let's say you had a great dad who was like I imagine Kobe was with his daughter where she'd miss and he'd be like, don't worry. I did that before when I was younger. Here's what you need to do. See, now the trick is you got to flick your wrist like this. You want to adjust your back like that. Don't worry. I've been there. Then you would just keep going. And you have to be kind of nice to yourself and you have to not attach judgment or anything about you as a person to the fact that you haven't got the exact result that you want because as guys it's we all have what i like to think of as the james bond fantasy and i definitely have this i have the james bond fantasy mixed with the 50 cent music video fantasy (laughs) mixed with (laughs) me (laughs) i have that (laughs) mixed with the take your pick from pornhub fantasy i've got a lot of fantasies (laughs) Just live in a dream world, man. Basically, right? Basically. Yeah, we we all do. Whether you're gay or straight, there's some sort of sexual fantasy that you have. But the thing is, it's like when you actually walk up to some woman, it's if she says no, then it's like it can be thrust into your face that the fantasy that you wish was true actually isn't. Mm-hmm. And that's like a kind of a hard thing for a lot of guys to deal with that you reckon. Yeah, it's a snapback to reality, right? Mm. Exactly. You walked up with you built up all this in your head. You walk up and then you get shot down. Not only did you get shot down, but everything all the preconceived notions that you built up in your head also got shot down. So everything Ooh. about you, your essence, everything just got shot Yo, down. No, that, that, that's, that's a great word, your essence. Right, man. You know, like... Yeah. Like, like your, your soul, right. essentially. But the thing is, is that, like, look, you know, I mean, if you want to take it that, that way, in terms of, like you said, like James Bond type fantasy or 50 Cent video or, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm a wicked... I'm a... Uh, a living walking Pornhub channel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, here's the deal. You know, like those. That's all fictional. None of that is mm. is real. That's all from an author's pen, right? So, none of those things are reality. Like something that is reality. Like you brought up or uh, Kobe Bryant, right? 
Now, if I Googled it and I looked and I, I, I took a look and saw what Kobe Bryant's field goal percentage for his career is, I would be surprised if it was more than 50 percent, meaning mm. if he took six, you know, if he took, uh, you know, 25 shots from the field, he probably missed 13 of them. But what you what do you see in the highlight, the highlight reel? on Sports Center or whatever, him dunking on somebody or him hitting a J in somebody's grill, you know? So you, these are the things that you see, but what about the things you don't see? What about the things that didn't happen for him, right? You know, like, dude, I sat up and watched the 2004 Pistons in Detroit beat the Lakers in five. You know what I mean? But – what do you see when they show a highlight reel of Kobe? Him winning championships. Well, you know what? He didn't win them all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This is very true. You have to be prepared to try stuff. So, there's a football player. I call it football because I'm from the UK. I'm sure you guys call it soccer. But right, anyway, right. a really famous soccer player from back in the day, from the early 1990s, called Ian Wright. He actually played for England. Okay. Now, he was known for scoring really spectacular goals, like diving kicks over his head. Just If he was a basketball player, it'd be like crazy windmill dunks every time. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But the thing, the thing is this. People said to him, how do you score such crazy goals? And what he basically said is, from the age of about 13, 14, I always just kept trying them. And because he kept trying to score the crazy goals, right. he eventually got good at scoring crazy goals. Yeah. So then it's like, oh my God. But like you said, with like, how many shots did Kobe miss? How many times did Ian Wright attempt an overhead kick when he was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and actually miss? But this is it. And like to even give you an example from like my life, it's yeah. if you listen to some other episodes of this podcast or some of the stuff I've posted online, you'll see that a skill that I have is getting very sexual with women in conversation. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't I wasn't born with it at all. And I remember this, right? I remember at some point after I'd started learning this game thing and successful women and all of that madness. And I'm sitting on MSN Messenger. This is how long ago it was. I'm sitting on <laughs> MSN Messenger. You, you've got mail. <laughs> ba basically, you've got mail. <laughs> this is the thing that's funny, not to cut you off. But I know there's going to be about 10% of people that know what you just did. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and you know what? That that sound was music to my ears as well because it's like success. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> oh, gosh. What the heck was I saying now? Um, you were talking yeah, to Messenger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm on, I'm on MSN Messenger and I'm talking to this girl. And... As some, it's like I had just learned that, okay, if anything is going to become sexual, I need to take the charge as, a, as the man. I'd learned that. Yeah. But I'm terrified. And it's like, oh, my God. Because obviously the safe thing to do, which won't get you rejected, is to 
to be nice and to be friendly and to talk about sports or talk about TV or whatever, just to be nice and goofy and keep it lighthearted. Yeah. But at some point I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm now going to go sexual. And I remember I'm sitting there on, on MSN Messenger. I'm talking to some girl and I'm about to send some message. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, I don't even think the conversation really called for the message I was going to send. It's like I, was, I just decided that I was going to try and move things in a blatantly sexual manner. Yeah. I was terrified. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, you, you type the message, you're looking at it and it's like, oh my God, am I going to hit enter? Am I really going to do this? And the truth is that I did. Now okay. here's the thing. She didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. She didn't like it at all. She was like, why the hell would you send me that? I don't get why you would send me that. Funnily enough, actually, you want to know a really weird thing? She blocked me there and then. And then about four months ago, literally four months ago, we randomly matched on a dating app. On oh, Bumble. wow. That's yeah, crazy, yeah. dude. Wow. I didn't recognize her. Yeah. And... But she was like, we've met before. I was like, have we? I, I really don't get it. Uh, have we? And then she actually remembered who I was. And then she just like blocked me again. Like whatever I said. <laughs> 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 it's, like, geez, it's like 10 years ago, man. Right. Jesus, That's like, what I was going to say. Like, goddamn. People can grow. But anyway, the point is to stop hugging the mic. The point is that the way that I am able to have these sexually charged conversations now is as a result of making the steps that I made back then and basically being willing to take chances and have those chances not go my way. Right. You know, and fun and fundamentally it's like this. I mean, that woman blocked me and now she looks at me and is like, Oh my God, that guy, whatever. But if I didn't annoy her then, Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now. And fundamentally, her life is fine. It's not like, you know, she's really bothered by it. But you just have right. to be prepared to ta- you have to be prepared to take those risks. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, you know, I often think that, you know, when it comes to rejection, usually it's guys that are uh, somewhat new to game. Because if you've been around it long enough you've encountered enough rejections to realize like, all right, you know, whatever, it's not the end of the world, not a big deal On to the next one. So, you know, when a guy is new and they're just getting into game and they're, you know, seeing, they're feeling the sting of, you know, you got rejected 10 times in one night. You know, one of the things that I like to try to relate to them is like, look, you know, a, your game is not, your game today is not where it's going to be a year from now, all right, or two years mm. from now, or three years from now, all right? So you're just learning. It's fine. No big deal. But second to that, dude, you are still the envy of all the guys in here, 95%, if not more than that. You are the envy of those guys because those guys didn't have the balls to go and approach these girls that are super hot that, you know, they're just scared. They're scared little boys that won't go and approach. And yet you were able to do that. Did you get shot down? Yup, you did. But you did something that 95%, if not more of the people in here are not willing to do, you know? And so you are on a learning curve now that is going to reap benefits down the road. 
you know, it, it, it's kind of a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, man? It's kind of a, um, you're playing the long game, you know? Mm. You know, because, yeah, okay, you know, this is our first weekend out. And you got shot down a bunch of times. Dude, that's one weekend. Like, you're progressively going to get better. You're not going to face as many rejections. And you're going to start seeing successes. And, like, honestly, man, you tell me. Like, you've been in this for a long time. Like, especially earlier on when you were first learning, if you got shot down ten times, but then – on that 11th approach, it connected and you ended up like getting a number close or pulling or something like that. Did you even care about the times you got rejected? No, 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 not at all. It's actually, it's ridiculous how that happens where you feel like you're having the worst night ever, like literally ever. It couldn't get any worse, but then it all turns around and then you actually forget about the whole misery of the night up until the point at which it turned around. Yeah. Totally been there. Yeah, man. And that's the way it goes, isn't it? I mean, that happens with me a lot. Like, it's just like, ah, oh, man, like, <laughs> like, I don't feel like going out. And then you go out. Uh, I don't feel like doing this. And then you do it. Uh, I got shot down. Uh, and then you go and do it again. And then it hits. And then you're like, man, this is, I'm really glad I came out tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? It seems like that's the way it goes for me all the time where I'm just kind of like, I don't feel like doing this tonight. Uh, I don't feel like coaching tonight. Uh, I just want to stay home. <laughs> you know. But I'm always glad that I did. It's much like going to the gym. You know, I'm never, yeah, so- I'm never sorry that I went to the gym. Now, there's times I don't feel like going to the gym, but I'm never sorry that I went. You know, uh. so yeah, I, I kind of see it the same way, you know. No, yeah, it's funny you say that because literally today I was at the gym and I had a big headache. And I remember I was on the cross trainer. I could not be bothered to do it. It's like, oh my God, why am I here? I've got this headache. Yeah. But by the time I was five minutes in, the headache had dissipated. Oh, and wow. it's like, I, yeah, yeah, I finished that cross trainer workout at much more speed and intensity than what I started. So I'm with you. But you've just um, made me think about something. It's kind of like, hold on. What did you make me think? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. My brain is actually functioning to some degree. But yeah, so I feel like a lot of men have this assumption that women are perfect in a way. Yeah. Say so some guy who's new to this, your comfort zone is to not approach women, clearly. Mm-hmm. And approaching a woman is outside your comfort zone. Right. So you step outside of your comfort zone. You're all, you're shy, you're nervous. It makes you seem weird and creepy and whatever. And you approach some girl and she looks at you like you're a piece of trash. Okay, fine, right? But here's the thing. She is deeply within her comfort zone because if she's at least, attra- I mean, average, her life is that men come up to her and show interest and she, she, accepts the few and she turns down most of them that's her life so she's deeply inside her comfort zone when she's judging you and you're scared and terrified it gives the impression that she's like floating above you on a cloud Mm -hmm. like like this higher means of life that you can never ever hope to to match but actually it's just that you're outside your comfort zone and she's deeply inside hers but the odds of her actually progressively expanding her comfort zone are actually quite slim if you were to say to that girl who's judging you hey like go and introduce yourself to that group of people there's like three people over there go introduce yourself and say hello she's most likely going to be terrified yeah she's not going to do it yeah she ain't going to do it no 
she is supported by the fact that society doesn't expect her to do anything brave. Most women just get a, get by on that fact. Mm-hmm. So you approach her. She's judging your approach. She's deeply inside her comfort zone. You're outside hers. But the thing is, you're expanding the boundary of your comfort zone. Yeah. And there will come a time when actually approaching her is deeply within your comfort zone. And at that point, the roles will largely change. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, I'm with you. 100%, man. 100%. Yeah, man. Like, you know, the thing is, is that, like you said, you know, it, it's outside of your comfort zone to go out and approach until it is in your comfort zone. How does that happen? Repetition. You go out, you do it enough times to where, like, look, man, I, I, I've taken guys out uh, that I've done infield coaching for who have never been to a club. You know, or never been to like a poppin' bar. You know, I mean, maybe they've been to like, you know, some like corner, you know, bar or something like that, but never something that's like popping, you know? And never anything with some sex appeal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. And, you know, they've never been anywhere like that. And so they're uncomfortable just by going. They're already outside of their comfort zone, let alone approaching anybody. So after a while, though, you know, okay, so you go to that place a few more times, you, you, you understand the way that it works, the lay of the land, so to speak. Now you're a little more comfortable. Now, you know, approaching and things like that, okay, that's still uncomfortable. You do it enough times, okay, now it's comfortable. Now, with, with the whole thing about, you know, like putting women on a pedestal and, uh, you know, like, oh, here's this angelic creature that came from, you know, that, that came from the heavens to bless me with a scrap of her time. You know, all that kind of thing, dude. You know, here's the deal. Like I've said this before and I'll, I'll, I'll say it again, man. You know, like, look, she's a person just like you. She may be a little more comfortable because she's used to that dynamic. But at the end of the day, dude, she's nothing more than just another person that got lucky in the gene pool, has some good genetics, and is able to keep up with it. Cool. Great. But that girl has, you know, she shit her pants before. I promise you. You know, she's bled through her period uh, pad before. I promise you. You know, things that are super duper gross. (laughs) You know what I mean? Those are things that have happened why because she's a person you know and she's no different than you than you in that respect she's a human being just like you are she's nothing special don't put all that kind of weight and all that um uh i i i I guess all, all that uh what's the word pressure pressure right don't put all that on yourself just because she's attractive you know, like, you know, I mean, that, that that's the thing that kills me is that guys look at this like, oh, my God, I could never approach her. Well, why not? She's no different than the six that you approached 10 minutes ago outside of the fact that she's a little bit hotter. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's things about her, man, that you don't know that's going to knock her off that pedestal. And she doesn't want you to know it. You know what I mean? So she's hiding insecurities just like you're hiding some insecurities. So just go approach, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm. that's what it boils down to to me. You know, like they're, they're people just like you. What strategies do you use or teach guys, if any, 
to help them to deal with a rejection when it actually happens are there any sort of like mental reframing techniques or anything like that so that so that when a guy actually is rejected you can say okay you know what look at it like this look at it like that yeah man i mean i'm a big advocate of nlp and one of the the learning lessons in nlp is that there's no such thing as failures there's only learning lessons that's easy to say and you know like you know when, when somebody fails like they still feel bad you know i could say that all day all, all day long and they're still gonna feel bad but if i can get them to come around and reframe it that way that like look man all right look again she didn't reject you she rejected your approach. You know, in sales, I, I, I do a lot of sales and things like that for a living. And, you know, it's I, I look at it like this. When somebody tells me no, they're really just saying, ask me differently. You know, so there is no such thing as no. It's just I got to reframe the way that I'm going to approach. So if your approach sucked, okay, cool. No worries. That's easy. We'll just refit, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll fix up your approach and, and get it moving. So is that it, it works and it's adaptable, you know? So yeah, man, I mean, that's the way that I try to, that I try to frame it. Something I always say is to think about it like you're playing Super Mario Mm -hmm. and you're going to say, what do you mean? There's a chorus of men all around the world saying, what do you mean, Kieran? Well, I'm about (laughs) to explain. So you're playing Super Mario. Let's say you're playing Mario 64. Or actually, let's even say you're playing Super Mario 3 on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And right. it's like... That's actually from Mario 3, mind you. But anyway, you're playing that game. And you try to jump over a gap with Mario. But Mario doesn't make it over the gap. Mario actually falls to his death. And he dies and he goes, Mamma mia. Right. Although he doesn't because that was first in Mario 64, which was 97. And while Mario 3, so he actually doesn't say that. But the point is, right? Mario dies. For the sake of continuity, let's get it right. For the sake, yeah, well, yeah, for the sake of continuity, yeah, we do have to be, we have to be on point. The point is, Mario dies. Now, here's the thing. When Mario dies, you just play again. You know, it's kind of no different. It's like, okay, so why did Mario die? Oh, because I was meant to hold this button down to run faster so that I'd actually have enough velocity to make the gap. Oh, and then also I actually hit the jump button too far away from the edge. If I hit it closer to the edge, I would actually, I would have enough you know, I would, my jump would cover the gap, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's the way you look at it. And it's kind of like this. So it's like what you said. So she, I approached her and she wanted nothing to do with me. So what was it? Was it my vocal tone? You know, was it, was, was I just in her face too much? Yeah. Was my voice, was my voice just completely lacking in any life? Mm-hmm. Did I say something offensive? Did I look at her breasts and like, just creep her out? <laughs> what was it? Right. Like, but, but yeah, just what was it? And then just don't do that thing again. Right. But again, it's like you said, actually, and this is it, because you said this earlier, and this was so true. And I really want guys to hear this. So there's guys in this scene that want it to imply that you will get to a point where you're never rejected. And it's like, nah, actually, no. Even Hollywood celebrities actually occasionally get rejected. 
Like yeah. they do. Yeah. Every now and then, I mentioned 50 Cent before, every now and then, actually, I actually, um, I know a girl who fucked 50 Cent, but that's not even the point. But every now and then, 50 Cent meets a girl who's like, no. And the yeah. point is this, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, you said sales. So if you work in sales, it's kind of a similar principle, which is you've got, let's say you've got 10 leads for argument's sake. Yep. So of those 10 leads, there's going to be maybe two that are really in a place that are willing to buy or maybe four or five. And then there's going to be like another three, four or five that just absolutely won't buy for whatever reason. Let's say like you're selling fridges. There's people who don't need a fridge. Right. You know, yep. they absolutely. don't need they don't need a fridge. So you can walk up to them and then say, hey, would you like to buy my fridge? You're like, no, I don't want to buy your fridge. Or maybe they're, help, they're just set on a different sort of fridge. Or maybe it's like they don't have the budget for your fridge. It's like women. So it's like if me and you, mm-hmm. I'm a muscular black guy. You are a white man. Let's call it. We walk up to some women. There's going to be women that will have preconceived notions of either of us. And here's the thing. So it's like I approach a woman on the street. Yeah. Now, forget racism. That's not even the point. But there are going to be some women who are like, you know what? Black men, that's my thing. Right. right. Yeah. So if I if I happen to approach one of them, she's like, oh, my God, a black man. Yay. So due to no fault of my own, I actually get with this woman mm-hmm. as long as I don't screw it up. You approach the same woman. And you, because it's like day game, you don't really have too much time to make that much of an impression. She's like, yeah, why go? But then on the flip side. On the flip side, how many women have I approached who were like white, who just not into black men? Right. Because like I actually, about five years ago, I remember this. I, I was an Airbnb host and I hosted like four Americans. There were like three. There were, yeah, four Americans, three guys and a girl. And they were all cousins. Now, I hung out with them for two days. Yeah. And at the end of the second day, I ended up having sex with the girl. Mm-hmm. She said to me, oh, you're like no black guy I've ever met. Oh, my God, you're like no black guy I've ever met. She kept saying that. <laughs> like, how did you take that? I'm just curious. You know what? I actually wasn't really bothered by it. I mean, I I wasn't. I, t- I, I, I kind of got the point because it's like she's American. Right. And so if she's American, her experience of black men is going to be very different to me. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay. If you see what I mean. I do. I, so, I, I, I understand mm. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So I, but the point is this, though. The only reason I slept with her was because I spent two days with her. If yeah. I just walked up to her in the street, that would never have happened. Yeah, yeah. She got to, she got to feel you, understand you, and you know, vice versa. And you spent time together. You were able to build a rapport and overcome mm. any objections that she had, preconceived notions, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And you know, I, I like to put it like this to lend to what you're saying. And I, I got a good story that I just heard today, by the way. And I'll. I'll I'll, I'll break that down too. Um, you know, it, it's like if you're going to get cereal at the grocery store, you know, there's certain types of cereal that you're going to go and get. Are you, mm-hmm. rege- you know, like if I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, <laughs> am I rejecting Cheerios because I grab Cinnamon Toast Crunch off the aisle? No, I'm just going, I'm just getting what I want. That's it. You know what I mean? I'm not loading up my shopping cart with every cereal because I want, I don't want them to feel bad. You know, I I want to get what it is that I want, that I like, that are my tastes. And, and that's that, right? It's no different. Sometimes, like you said, there's going to be people 
that just don't love, you know, they're just not into your look or who you are, or they're not interested in being in a relationship on any level right now. The, you know, like, there's girls that you're going to approach. I mean, if you do it enough, man, like what if their mom died that morning? Exactly. And it's like, oh, my game ain't tight because this girl whose mom just died wouldn't go home with me. Like, give me a break. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, no, circumstances just, you know, just dictated that that supersedes your approach. Sorry, her mom died. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with your game. It has to do everything with her life, you know? So um, today, dude, I, you know... uh, I, uh, you know, every once a week, if not more, uh, I do an IG TV, uh, session, uh, you know, dating and relationship Q and a with, uh, you know, like I try to get a model or a porn star or a cam girl or something like that. Somebody that has some kind of name. And, uh, today I did one with this girl and she's a, uh, a video, uh, well, she's a model, but she's also like a, a video fixing, if you want to put it that way. Like she's been in like, like Justin Bieber well, videos and, okay. and things yeah, like yeah, that. Cool. Right. So mm-hmm. she was telling me that Justin Bieber was telling her a story because we were talking about rejection. It was on my mind because I knew we were going to talk about this. Right. So, um, we were talking about rejection and she told me this crazy story that, uh, Justin Bieber told her. Now this is Justin Bieber, right? Like, you know, every girl's, you know, at least if, you know, they were 13, 10 years ago, they, you know what I mean? They had a poster, Justin Bieber or something. Right. So anyway, Justin Bieber sees, uh, a uh, YouTube commercial or something like that about a local gym in Los Angeles. And, it was a girl talking about this gym and he was very attracted to her, thought she was hot, whatever. So him being Justin Bieber, he reaches out to the gym and he says, Hey, this is Justin Bieber. Uh, I want to know who was in that commercial. Cause I want to try to, uh, I want to try to, you know, uh, holler at her. And so they tell him and he hollers at her and he's like, Hey, you know, whatever he gets with her. And like, listen, I would like to hang out with you. I, you know, uh, you seem attractive and well, you know, shit, I'm Justin Bieber. So she told him off and was like, who do you think you are? You know, you think that you could just come down to the little people and just pick people out of the crowd who you just want to be with. Like I have, I have way more respect for myself than to ever do anything like that. How dare you? You know, that's Justin Bieber, dude, getting rejected. You know what I mean? Like, mm. if it happens to him, it's going to happen to you. <laughs> you know? Like, and sure, okay, I'm sure he's got, or at least, you know, I know he's married now, but at, at, at this point in time when he wasn't, you know, I'm sure he could have girls lined up at his door, whatever, right? So not a big deal to him. But the bottom line being, look, he got rejected being Justin Bieber. What do you think is going to happen to you? You're going to get rejected. He handled it. You can too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not used to rejection. You think he's used to rejection? I would think not. You know? But he was able to handle it. You, being the average guy, you know, on the street or whatever, you're going to get rejected. It's just learning about how to overcome it and not letting it affect you. 
you know, like, look, yeah. I, you know, I think of it kind of like this. There's a book um, called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, all right? And I cannot, I always forget the author's name every time. It's sitting on my bookshelf right now, and I always forget the author. But Yeah, I've, I've heard of that book as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not Stephen Covey, is it? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, 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 no. That's the seven habits of highly effective people. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's who, yeah. that's who that is. Yeah. Uh, the guy that wrote it was married to Iron Rand, if you know who that is. But anyway, oh, all right. Yeah, she, she was a, a philosopher, author in the 40s, 50s and 60s. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So um, he wrote this book called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. And in that book, he talks about uh, how you can. You know, like, like basically think of it like this. When a when a dog, you know, you get home from work, right? And you're going to let the dog out so it can, you know, go to the bathroom and, and run around the yard a little bit. Well, say there's a dog that is next door in the neighbor's yard, you know, and you got a fence in between. When you let your dog out and that dog, the neighbor's dog happens to be outside, What's going to happen? Those dogs are going to run up and down the fence at each other. They're going to play. You know, they're going to just, you know, just enjoy being dogs together. You know what I mean? Like, they're not worried about, oh, my God, what is the dog next door going to think? You know, like, what if I run out there and the dog doesn't want to play? You know, the dog doesn't care. The dog's just like, no, I'm a dog. I'm just going to run out here and enjoy being a dog, you know? Which is what we were all like when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When we were two, three, four, five years old, that's exactly what we were doing. Yep, you just run out and play, and if there's neighborhood kids, didn't matter what they looked like, sounded like, smelled like, whatever, you were just like, "Eh, here's some kids, I'm going to play, you know, this is awesome. And then for whatever reason, as you get a little bit older, it's like, oh, here's some kids, I don't know, maybe they don't accept me, maybe they make fun of my... My haircut, maybe they, well, yeah, you my, know what my I mean? nose or whatever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, if if you're able to let some of that go and just go out there and do you, and if they reject you, so what, man? You know, like it's not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. That that woman that you approached, you know, three weeks ago, she's not going to be at your funeral when you die. You know, she's not. So here's the deal, dude. I I saw a study one time, man. um, And the average person, when they die, there's 30 people at their funeral. All right. And if it happens to rain that day, if you're unlucky enough to have it rain on the day of your funeral, you can cut that number in half. So what does that really tell you, man? These people don't matter. You know what I mean? Like, if they reject you, so what? The only people that the people that you know are going to be at your funeral one day, or that you would like to think they are, those are the only people that matter, man. You know what I mean? Like the the girl that you approach at the club, she shoots you down. So the fuck what? You know, like it sucks, but lots of things suck. You know, if you don't get accepted for a job or you, apply, you know, you, you graduate high school and you apply to 10 colleges, you get, you know, you don't get accepted. Is that is that it? Like, oh, I guess life's over, man. I'm just going to go die in the ditch. You don't know. No, you go to another university. Maybe might not have been one of your top choices or whatever, but you go. You know what I mean? You don't just give up. 
Like, well, this girl mm. shot me down. I guess I'll go die in the ditch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. You know, I didn't get this job. I guess I'll go die in the ditch. You know, like, mm. no, you just get another job, man. You know, that that's resilience. And before we go, something I want to say, especially to Kenshiro in Tokyo. Not that I actually know there is a Kenshiro in Tokyo. I just like to think that there is actually some guy called Kenshiro in Tokyo. Which well, there's is. a lot of people in Tokyo, so you probably... No, but specifically called Kenshiro, though. I, think that I like to think there's a guy called Kenshiro. He lives in Tokyo, mm-hmm. and he's discovered this podcast, and he's, he's silently a fan. So speaking to that guy right there, yeah, it's the things that we want lie on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the crazy things about life, really, but... All of the things that you covered, in order to get them, you have to traverse this chasm of the unknown slash fear slash rejection slash whatever. Right. So the, the, the relationships with girls, the sex, the threesomes, the dates, the, the marriage with the beautiful, intelligent woman who's like absolutely perfect for you, yeah. in order to get to that point... It's going through what seems like fire, but actually isn't really. But it's going through that risk, taking those chances, mm-hmm. basically dealing with those rejections. But you can actually do it. And every single time that you face one of those rejections, you gain a little bit of EXP. Again, like using a video game analogy, which I like to do. But, you know, you play some like video game and you, you kill a character and you gain some EXP points. Mm-hmm. And the EXP points that you've gained... They don't actually affect your character at all until you've gained enough to level up. Then your character levels up and now your character's better. Right. So if you couldn't see that EXP tally as you were killing enemies, you'd be thinking that you were plateauing until you leveled up. Leveled up. You'd be like, hold on, you know, I'm yeah. killing... Let's say, let's say you were on World of Warcraft or something and you're just running around killing enemies, but you couldn't actually see how many points you had yeah. and how many points were left to the next level. It would do your head and you'd be like, what the hell's going on? But then after a while, you just like get this halo of light come around your character. (laughs) You have leveled up to level four and you'd be like, yeah, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of like that. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, but that's basically life. It's like you do in your head, your genes or whatever. You do kind of have like a point tally. You just can't actually see it. Yep. But you do stuff. And you do level up. So just keep going and believe in yourselves, please. For the love of God, people, please. Keep going. Believe in yourselves. Know that you're awesome. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm with you 100%. That's a great analogy. And some people, it might take a little bit longer to level up than others. But don't compare yourself to somebody else. Compare mm. yourself to the, mm-hmm. the self that you were yesterday. As long as okay. you're a little bit, bit better than you were yesterday, then you're doing good. You know what I mean? Don't compare yourself to somebody else because they might have different experiences and different, just, you know, a different life than you have. And it's going to be apples and oranges. You're right. You're just not going to be able to compare it. So, yeah. That was a somewhat beautiful sentiment, Mr. Dale Valor. Somewhat. <laughs> so, some, a somewhat beautiful sentiment. <laughs> So, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, a few different ways, man. Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, you can join the Modern Valor Dating Facebook group. Uh, it's one of the fastest, well, it is the fastest growing pickup um, Facebook group in the pl- on the planet. You know, and it's pound per 
pound for pound, the most interactive as well. Uh, second to that, Instagram, at Modern Valor Dating. We're very active on there. Uh, the YouTube channel, Modern Valor Dating. Uh, we drop content at least three times a week. And so we're, you know, we're always dropping knowledge, always putting out content on there. And then uh, by the time that uh, this podcast airs, uh, we will have modernvalordating.com that will be up. So, um, yeah, so th- th- those ways are the best ways to get at us. If you're on Facebook, you can always shoot me a direct message, you know, Dale Valor, uh, get at me and, you know, shoot me a direct message, man. I- I'm easy to find. Uh, I- I'm. I pride myself on getting back with people and chopping it up with them and, yeah, you know, help help getting some uh, issues sorted out. Thank you to the person who is listening. Everybody have yourselves an absolutely wonderful, amazing, spectacular and sensational day. For sure. And take care. Yo, 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 this is Kieran. And if you feel inspired by everything you just heard, but not quite where you want to be with women i can help what you need to do is go to calendly.com forward slash kieran callum to book in a free breakthrough session with me we will speak about where you are right now what you're dealing with what you're struggling with and how to get you from where you are to where you want to be calendly.com forward slash c-i-a-r-a-n-c-a-l-l-a-m take it easy goodbye listeners (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.